I'm Eric Harris. And I'm Kim Fleck. And this is Healing is in Your Hands. The purpose of this podcast is to share our perspective on holistic healing and how you can take back your healing power. Cooking with Chi is what it's all about, listeners, today. Eric and I are jamming out to Hannah's Field and chatting with you about some of our favorite cooking gadgets, cookbooks, wellness gurus, and more. We'll keep dancing as you listen to a brief word from our sponsor, the Wu Healing Center. The Wu Healing Center is located in West Hartford, Connecticut, and Maynard, Mass. The mission of the Wu Healing Center is to educate, inspire, and empower people to take control of their own health and well-being. They provide world-class traditional Chinese medicine, Tai Chi, and Qigong practitioners focused on empowering Qi, enhancing health, and healing the mind, body, and spirit. They provide long-distance Taoist TCM educational classes to teach families how to heal each other and spread Taoist Chinese medicine to the world. To learn more about Dr. Ming Wu and his health and healing philosophy, you can go to wuhealing.com. And we encourage you to visit the Wu Healing Center page on Facebook and click on membership to learn about their closed group for live classes, educational materials, and more. I love these tunes from our previous podcast guest, Hannah's Field. It gives good vibes while I'm prepping food in the kitchen. Absolutely. There's nothing better than good tunes and good food to spark good chi. In previous episodes, Kim and I have touched upon some of our eating habits. We are mostly vegan, but we do eat fish on occasion, only wild, not farmed. We don't eat gluten or dairy. Kim does eat organic eggs at times. I avoid some other things like corn, soy, etc. Overall, we exclusively eat organic food and we're what people now call plant-based. The exception is the oxtail bone broth that I personally make. We did an episode all about making bone broth. Go back and listen to get some insights on the challenges many non-meat eaters face when having to decide what is best for their own health. That episode is called, Is This Soup For You? I agree. You should definitely hit up that episode because it was very challenging for me to come to terms with needing the bone broth for my overall health and aligning that with, you know, strong feelings around animal advocacy. Yeah, and I've had challenges around food since a very young age, and people are always asking me, what do I eat and how do I eat it? And how do I get protein and on and on? And I'm sure you get the same, right, Kim? I do. I get it all the time, especially the part about protein. I became vegetarian in 1999, then I later became pescatarian. I cut out gluten, and then I cut out dairy. And people are like, oh, my God, what, what do you eat? Like, what do you ever eat? And I'm always puzzled by this because actually my ileostomy is what makes food intake far more challenging for me than anything else, especially when it comes to eating certain foods. And so because Kim and I have been on long health journeys, we have figured out our routines and what works for us and what doesn't. And we want to share a few of those tips with you today. All right, Eric, let's talk about some of your kitchen gadgets. Let's get into it. Yeah, so one thing I say to my clients all the time is to get appliances that can make your daily routine easier. And one of the first things I suggest is to buy a high-speed blender. I prefer the Vitamix. Do you have a Vitamix, Kim? I do. It was actually the best gift I ever received. My parents got me a Vitamix right after my 2011 ostomy surgery. 
And I still have that same Vitamix today, and I use it daily. That's a very high-quality blender. Vitamix is not a paid sponsor of this podcast, (laughs) although if you're listening, Vitamix, we would be happy to have you because Vitamix is a top-of-the-line product. I use it for smoothies, sauces, cashew cheese, almond milk, and more. There are endless possibilities. It is like an essential item in my kitchen. Absolutely. I love how user-friendly it is. It's super durable. You can grind up anything in a Vitamix. I use it for many of the same things as you do, Eric, um, including daily smoothies with all my naturopathic supplements in it. I love making cashew cream, soups, and definitely hummus. Okay, next. Give me a favorite gadget. Well, I love my low-speed processing juicer from Omega that helps to preserve the enzymes from the fruits and vegetables. Um, Eric, maybe you can explain to our listeners why it's important to preserve the enzymes and how low speed are we talking about here? So it's important to preserve the enzymes because it's going to help for the absorption of the nutrients from the minerals and the veggies and fruits that we're juicing. Um, And I don't know how low speed exactly it it is, but um, I just know if you search for a low speed juicer, that's what you're going to get. A high speed juicer um, is going to kind of burn up these nutrients so we're not going to be able to absorb them properly. You still can get some you know, nutritional quality from it, but it's not the same as a low speed juicer. And um, another another thing that people ask me about a lot, as opposed to a juicer, than a you know, blender, like a Vitamix and stuff, is like, well, what about all the waste that you make from a juicer, right? Right. And, and it's like, well, why are you going to waste that when we can put it all together and, you know, have everything, right? But the, the juice is... is it's just different in that way. You're getting those enzymes, so it's a different type of nutrition. There's times when I use a smoothie, like I have my you know heavy metal detox smoothie, like I had this morning, right. you know. And then there's times when I do things like a celery juice that I do in the morning. So, um, and the celery juice is something I learned from medical medium, um, and I, I you know my wife and I do it all the time, and, and it's awesome. And one of the best things about celery juice is it helps to give you a great source of sodium and hydrochloric acid that helps to repair your digestive tract. So this is beneficial for heartburn sufferers, people with ulcers, really any intestinal issues. And the best way to get this medicine is by using a juicer like the one that I just described. Now, if you don't have a juicer, you can actually put the celery in a blender and then strain it through a nut milk bag or a fine mesh filter to separate the juice from the pulp. So we do what we can with what we have, and it's better to do that than to not do it all. Yeah, and I think that's really super important to to stress to people that you, you work with what you have in order to take back your healing power. So I am familiar with the medical medium, um, not to the extent as you are, but is it just the celery juice kind of thing that you do with him, or is there other things? There's a lot of things that are to it. I mean, celery juice is what he's known for now. He just right. came out with a book about it, and it's like a celery juice movement. Um, so <laughs> Celery's uh, always out of stock when I go to order it from him. Yeah, house. and it's oh. because of him and all the people that follow him. But, um, you know, there's a bunch of food protocols that talk about, you know, different viruses and different things that affect our body and things to avoid and things to add. Um, and you can check that all out um, from his from his books. Um 
you, the good start is the medical medium book is his first book and then his second book i really like is called life changing foods because the whole book is basically recipes which is really cool um, but i got into using his stuff because my wife has multiple autoimmune diseases like him and it really helped her. She actually was fortunate enough to have a consultation with him. Wow. And, uh, and it was really help. It's been really helpful with her. You know, she's done a lot of things, but that's also been a big help. So his name isn't medical. Me- his actual name is Anthony Williams. Anthony right? William okay. is his actual name. Right. Yeah. Got you. Well, I also have an Omega Juicer like you, and I use it daily. Um, with organic vegetables and fruits, um, ginger. And juicing has become a major part of my healing toolbox for exactly what you just said. Um, Just like your wife, I have multiple autoimmune, and this has helped me tremendously, especially in terms of inflammation. The wellness person who influenced me the most, who I know you love her too, is a woman by the name of Chris Carr. And Chris Carr has been living with cancer since 2003. Um, We are the exact same age. Uh, She was diagnosed with a rare and incurable slow-growing, thankfully, um, stage 4 cancer. Um, I've seen her speak in New York City with Hay House. I've followed her journey, you know, since the documentaries, and she's a big animal rescue advocate. Everything about her resonates with me, and my favorite cookbooks are actually hers. So she has, like, Crazy Sexy Cancer, Crazy Sexy Kitchen, Crazy Sexy Juice. Notice the Crazy Sexy is always in this. Um, she does a great Instagram Wellness Wednesday, I think it is now, I where love she goes it. live. I've been yeah. tuning in every week. She's so, yeah. she's just, I can't say enough about her. She's, she's just so, so real. phenomenal. Yeah, she's know? phenomenal. Yeah. So I follow her, I've been following her for a really long time and um, all of her recipes, and just, you know, she's just a phenomenal person. So, what's your favorite Chris Carr recipe? So there's so many Chris Carr recipes that I absolutely love that I could never, like, narrow it down to one. But in terms of juice, there is one juice that I, you know, is kind of like a staple go-to for me, and it's called Immune Me. Um, it's really good for people that have colds as well, like if you're feeling kind of icky and you run down. Um, it's got green apple, cucumber, lemon, uh, ginger. You can double up on the ginger. And romaine. And I don't always use romaine, especially after that romaine scare. No offense, romaine lettuce grows. Up. But I use a lot of red lettuce, um, kale. I use a lot of spinach. And I, and I kind of mix things up. So um, this is great for immune boosting, antiviral, antifungal, um, stimulates the circulation. A lot of things that you talk about all the time, Eric. So I have a question for you. Okay. This is a little bit different than juicing. So, um, and this is true story. I have a pressure cooker, and I'm assuming most people are aware of what a, a pressure cooker is. And I love it, and I've had a pressure cooker around me since I was a kid, but I feel the same way about a pressure cooker today as I felt when I was younger. They scare me. <laughs> <laughs> so I get really nervous when they're on. I remove all the animals from the room. Um, it's not just a little nervous. I get very nervous. And I know it's only like, you know, sometimes two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, and that's it. But do you have another solution to that that might be a little bit more safer? Yeah. So I like to use an Instant Pot, which is ah. like a really popular thing now. Yes. And it's basically a glorified pressure cooker. Isn't it just for meat, though? Isn't that a meat? Well, that's what a lot of people think. Uh, so, yeah. so educate me, Mr. Yeah. Yeah. So... 
<laughs> I have actually never put meat in my Instant Pot, but it's because I don't well, eat that, meat. I was going to so. say that I, f- I feel safe around your Instant Pot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you can do so many things with it. Like, you can steam stuff in it. You can saute with it. Mm. You can slow cook. You can... Um, oh, you can slow cook yeah, in the Instant Pot. Yeah, I've made do soups. Tell. I've made uh, the bone broth in the Instant Pot before. Oh, nice. So, okay. And uh, mostly what I do, I steam a lot of stuff. I also use it as a rice cooker. I'll make rice yeah. with it. Um, but there's so many different things you can do. I don't even think I've tapped into all that you can do with it. Um, and it's made, like the name's called, Instant Pot. It's made so you can cook things efficiently and quickly, right? Yep. So I cook a butternut squash. I can cut that in half, take out the seeds, and put it put it on 10 minutes for it to steam. You put the pressure setting on, right? right? And let that go done in 10 minutes and then what you do is you actually hit there's a button on there where you can where you might get a little nervous kim okay but you just be careful and you literally just slide you slide it for you know backwards it's on the pressure cook setting and then when you're done to vent you push it forward and it does a little shh you know (laughs) what's it do again (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a fountain shooting up really yeah But you find it to be user-friendly. It's, it is safe, right? It's super safe. Okay. Yeah. So I do really like slow cookers. Um, that's another thing. That's usually what I make the bone broth in. So, um, And I like that you can cook meals overnight, or you can also um, like leave them for the day and have your meal all set to go. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times I, I make big batches of stuff, and then I freeze it. Um, so these are just different things that you can do with that. And it allows people the ability to eat out less and, you know, prep their meals more. It's really good for families. Right. So. I think that that slow cooker is a fantastic. I love my slow cooker. I often make large batches of soup, um, like you were talking about, and I freeze them as well as different recipes. Like I make this, oh, it's banging, vegan lasagna with nut ricotta. I also make this. Here's another recipe I think is fantastic. It's called a black pepper portabella with uh, baked potato, and then you put, like, cauliflower and and broccoli in towards the end and carrots. (laughs) And um, I like to cook oatmeal in there as well. I love the cookbook from Kathy Hester called Vegan Slow Cooking for Two or Just for You. Fabulous. Highly recommend it. All right, Eric, you ready? This yeah, is what's what are we up. doing? I want to chat about meal prep. Ooh, okay. So what do you want to know? I want to know how you go about planning your meals. Okay. So I really like to plan my meals for the week on the weekend. That's what usually works on my schedule. I'm often cooking up a bunch of stuff on Sundays. Uh, I like to take it easy and you know have a little easy like Sunday morning and get my cooking going (laughs) Um, but you know I know sometimes sometimes it's hard with the nature of eating fresh food I sometimes can't always cook all my food for the week on Sunday right Right. Um, you know our CSA just started our pickup is on Tuesdays and just like with wild forage food sometimes certain fresh foods you got to eat right away Um, so I also have 
I am fortunate enough to have a lovely wife who can make food for me sometimes and she'll make dinner for me and she'll make extra and I'll have it for the next day. So these are just some things that, you know, happen with, with my life. And sometimes I'll be making food at night, you know, to prep for, for work and things like that. Um, and I use a lot of the tools that we've been talking about to, to make it easier, right? Right. So obviously things like smoothies, juices. Um, for me, I personally like to make my oatmeal from scratch. Yep. So I do that kind of on the spot. Um, but, you know, making things like soups and potatoes, beans, you know, certain veggies. You know, I try to prep stuff ahead of time and, you know, get stuff. Sometimes I'll even cut stuff up and like you said, like marinate stuff and Mm. make it ready to go. And I'll plan like, okay, I'm going to bake this at a certain time, Um, things like that. So um, I always have a lot of fresh fruit on hand too, which is a great quick snack. And for the most part, it's usually pretty easy to prep most foods. You know, I got a jackfruit in my fridge right now. That is not easy to prep. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So ultimately I find the more efficient you can make your time with cooking, the better decisions you will make. So a little bit of prep to set up your meals for the week can go a long way to your overall health. When you get into a good routine, it can become a lot easier. So especially when you find you're starting to reap the benefits and you're feeling better, right? Right. So we are what we eat and our bodies are our temples. So the best way to take care of ourselves is to figure out what works for our diets to be the healthiest that we can be. Absolutely. I think um, people really struggle with that part of it where they... Or like, oh, I don't have enough time, or the kids need to be here, or the animals are doing that, whatever it may be. Uh, not everyone has a f- lovely wife to cook for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so um, I like to plan ahead as well. If I have a really busy week and I just want to be able to open up the fridge and kind of throw something together like a fabulous salad or some pre-cut veggies. So I might have containers with some chickpeas in it, maybe some kidney beans, maybe a little bit of broccoli, but they're all separate, like you're talking about, different containers. I already did the cutting, I already did the washing and put it together. Maybe throw together three different types of lettuce. You know, I'll have a red lettuce with maybe a little bit of kale, a little bit of spinach, whatever. And then I can come home and just throw that all together with the chickpeas and everything else, top it with some nice organic berries, maybe I've marinated some tofu before that, throw that in the oven, get that done, and boom, I already have my meal. So I'm more apt to eat well that evening than, oh, I'm going to eat a piece of toast, with, which isn't bad either, you know, gluten-free bread with some avocado, but it's a much more balanced meal. And I think that's what you're talking about, having a balanced, healthy meal without a lot of time consuming, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's worth it. You put that little bit of time in, it's going to set you up. It's going to yeah. set yourself up for success. So. You know, so I pretty much do my cutting and juicing and cooking in the moment, just like what you were talking about. Um, and truth be told, there's, there's another reason, right? So I like to be doing the cooking so that I can be on Instagram and Snapchat doing Fearless Foodies, sharing that live. But I really do love to cook. So when you do love to cook, it's much easier. But when that's a struggle for you, having this time prep, I think, is a big, big deal, and it helps a lot. Yeah, and I love to cook, too. And I definitely see you on the Fearless Foodies all the time, you know. And I like to post about my food prep, my tinctures. You know, you guys will see me outside foraging for plants and everything. Um, I don't always go step-by-step with my instructions like Kim, but people do get to see all the different concoctions I brew up in my kitchen and in my apothecary. Absolutely. And one of the tools we forgot to mention, Eric, is one I often see you post on social media, and that's your dehydrator. I have an Excalibur dehydrator, but yours is totally different than mine because I remember looking at it and being like, oh, wow, his looks totally different. Maybe you can explain to our listeners the benefits of having a dehydrator in your kitchen. 
Yeah, so mine is different because it has trays or like circular trays that you can remove. And I really like that for my foraging purposes, Mm. you know, because I can bring it to the kitchen, cut up mushrooms. Yours is a circle. Mine's a square with trees. Like it's totally different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always cutting up wild mushrooms and that's like the main use that I use it for a dehydrator. Um, But you can do so many things with it. I mean, you know, meat eaters, they'll make like jerky and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But we can make our own type of stuff. We can... Um, you know, dehydrate different vegetables and fruits. You can dehydrate strawberries. Those come out like amazing. I've even made my own crackers and, and stuff like that. So I've made cheese in the dehydrator. Okay. With these recipes from Chris Carr, I'll tell, I'll share more later. All right. It's amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And so it, it's a nice tool to have, like just like how we pickle stuff to preserve food. Um, things like that, you know, when, when food might be expiring, we have to do something with it if we can't eat it right away. So de- using a dehydrator can, can help with that. So, um, you know, and I, I, dry, I dry most of my herbs on like a, a drying rack. You know, right. I have this special, we were just checking out before the episode, yeah. you know. Um, but I do dehydrate things like rose hips or different berries in the dehydrator because those have so much moisture. They take forever too. Right. Um, but it really works. And then they're able to be, then I can jar them up safely. I have rose hips from last September that are perfectly safe in a jar. Otherwise, they would have gotten moldy. So That's you know. the thing with dehydrators, though. They do take a long time like it's running yeah and it depends on what something that's got a lot of moisture you know it's Mm going to take longer yeah yeah healing is in your hands is sponsored by ralphie's retreat a no-kill shelter located in western maine dedicated to cats who have been diagnosed with feline leukemia ralphie's opened in july of 2013 with the mission of providing feLV cats from all over the united states with healthy happy long lives Some come from homes where their owners could no longer care for them, or from shelters that euthanize cats just for testing positive. Ralphie's treats leukemia with both Western and alternative medicines. The cats have access to natural light, beautiful indoor spaces, a fenced yard with climbable trees, butterflies, and more. We hope that you will consider donating or sponsoring some of Ralphie's fabulous felines. You can learn about Ralphie's life-saving work and their beautiful feline friends at Ralphie's Retreat org. That's Ralphie's R A L P H I E S Retreat dot org. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. With your help, we can change the outlook for FELV cats around the country through love, compassion, advocacy, and education. All right, Kim. So I know we've talked many times about the importance of shopping local, supporting local farms and farmers markets and having a CSA. Um, Just in case you don't know what a CSA is, it stands for Community Supported Agriculture. Uh, I personally buy a half share from a local organic farm. We pick up once a week and uh, we do that throughout the whole summer. And you get whatever they give you, and that's fine. You know, it's always a good amount. We have plenty of fresh food. Um, And it's really great to support local farmers. Absolutely. You know, another thing uh, that's awesome is I actually recently was just part of an event at this uh, place in my town called the Community Health Center, where they actually have rooftop gardens for the community. And so there's a lot of community gardens that you can find in many towns all over the country. So you can definitely check that out, too. And without, you know, without the farmers, we don't have food. So it's, you know, it's important to support them and do what you can. So, Kim, uh, you also have a few online places that you believe are are credible. Can you tell us a little bit about them? 
Sure. So like you, I've had CSAs in the past. I had kind of a debacle this year with a CSA, and I had bought a half share, and they didn't really exist. So <laughs> that, that went south. Um, so I have always had this one online favorite called Thrive Market, um, which I initially, and, and we'll drop the links to these places in the notes for, for the episode for our listeners. Um, I initially found Thrive Market, um, I think it was back in 2014. But um, this year I started looking into a bunch of different ones because of not having my CSA. So I'm going to start with Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a membership-based retailer offering natural and organic food products, but at reduced costs. So um, there's multiple people that were together founding, but the uh, gentleman that I know most about is Gunnar Lovelace, and he is the Thrive Market CEO and co-founder. And he started Thrive Market because he was inspired to make healthy living affordable for everyone. And I think that's the key, for everyone. So you can purchase food based on your diet when you go on to Thrive, like it's broken down into everything. Like we've talked about this before, people that are keto, if they're um, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free. And you can kind of make a combination of these things together over there. And that's what I really like about Thrive Market. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. and they even have pet stuff now. I mean, it's really come a long way from when I initially started ordering from them. But I think just, I know for you and I, that that's really important. We've talked about this many times, that everybody should be able to have access to quality food that yeah. can heal, right? I mean, that really should be like a right that everyone should have, mm-hmm. you know? But um, And we talk about that a lot, about organic and healthy food and... You know, uh, weren't you telling me about a campaign to make this kind of more affordable for everyone? Yeah, so this was um, this was pretty mind-blowing. So in September of 2016, um, the USDA announced a first-of-its-kind pilot program that would allow recipients of the supplemental, how you say, supplemental nutrition assistant program, people call it SNAP, okay. um, to use their benefits online. So a lot of co-ops do this in places like that. I know that uh, Willamantic Co-op allows for EBT. Yeah, I think Ion does. Yeah, and and it it, it should. They absolutely should. And I know like Trader Joe's does now. And the the Middletown Farmer's Market definitely takes it. Really fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. so that's fantastic. my local farm, the CSA, they they do that too. They give the low share for the CSA. And you fill it out, the form and and whatnot. so this came on the heels of like a really successful um, petition campaign with Thrive Market and another group, which I've been involved with for many years, like back when I taught in Massachusetts, called Care2. And they teamed up with another place like Blue Apron and, and Organic Consumers Association, Share Your Strength. There's a whole bunch of people and a bunch of senators as well um, that did this. And it was supposed to be like a really big deal where these people were going to be able to go online and and get these great offers, good food, start healing themselves, and, and have the EBT benefits. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I saw that the number of Americans who rely on SNAP benefits to buy groceries is 46.5 million. Yeah. That number was quoted in a September 2016 Thrive Market blog post. They stated that another 23.5 million people live in food deserts, areas without access to healthy food, 
Without the ability to use SNAP benefits online, consumers are limited to the options in their neighborhoods, which might only be convenience stores stocked with processed unhealthy items. Yeah, and and that number is disturbing to me on so many levels. And I will freely say when I was very, very sick and out of work, I used SNAP benefits and I needed it. And that's why I know Willimantic Co-op took EBT because I went to Willimantic Co-op and used it there because I was a member. I don't think it's anything anybody should feel bad about. I think that it is something that we should be proud about as Americans, that we have this for people. And that if we can provide more places where they can use these benefits, be it if you're sick or elderly or a child or veteran or out of work or disabled, whatever reason it is at that time, they should have the ability to get this food. Um, That's my personal opinion. I know you share that. Unfortunately, Eric, um, the victory for Thrive didn't really last because they don't sell fresh produce, supposedly. So they're back at square one right now. I recently spoke to a representative from there. Um, I reached out for them for comment on this. They said that um, at this time they are unable to accept the EBT due to this issue with not selling absolute fresh you know, produce, but that they're trying to bring the program back and that they're going to follow up with me, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. And they're going to either email me or call me, and we'll keep our listeners posted on that. Wow, that is definitely something we should keep an eye on because I know we both believe that everyone should have access to high-quality food. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the idea of a food desert existing in our country is beyond concerning to me. So that brings me to my second shout-out, and this is a company I recently jumped on board with. They're called Misfits Market. And basically, they are misfit produce, right? And they have this great, um, as a social media person, their campaign, I mean, it just drew my eye to it right away. They have these funny fruit that are all beat up. or, or and, and really, with all honesty, that's not the fruit that comes to you. It's really like little bruises and stuff. But basically, their idea is that they, they deliver produce to you directly at 50% less than grocery store prices and then people on social platforms ask me about them all the time. Like, they're weekly, like, hey, how do you get this? Where do you get this? And But they only deliver to certain states right now, but they have been expanding. You know, each, it seems like over the months, new states have been added on more and more. Yeah, this is awesome. Misfits Market has a two-part mission. One is to provide affordable access to healthy food. And two, to fight the food waste crisis. Which you love. Yeah, and I know personally, like, the more funky fruits and vegetables there are, the better. I mean, it's great. That's how nature makes them, you know? Yeah. I saw one time this video. I couldn't, I, I, I was so shocked by this, but um, there was, like, these banana farmers, and they were taking all these misshaped bananas, and they were throwing them in a pile and burning them because they said Americans won't buy them and we can't sell them. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's a banana. It looks the same right. inside. You know, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. So. Yeah, and, and this is what these guys kind of tapped into that. They're like, you know, we honor the misfits, and we want to we bring this good food to you. Um, so currently all of the produce that makes up the core of the misfits box, like there's basically two boxes to choose from. Um, I get a smaller box. I live alone. But there's also a family box, and um, it's all certified organic. It's non-GMO. Uh, sourced from hand-picked farmers and, and partners in, in that region. 
And that basically means that they avoid using any synthetic fertilizers, pesticides. They're prohibited from using any genetic engineering or genetically modified organisms. So all the things that we believe in here at this podcast and that people really want. I love that they have eco-friendly packaging, too. They even have an eco-friendly insulation to protect the product in transit. And it's fully home compostable and cornstarch-based, which I, is awesome. You, you know me and my compost, right? <laughs> yep, I knew you would love that, the Earthwalker, you know. They also have a great blog um, with recipes and lots of information. And in every box, they also place a recipe. So you get a new recipe in each box. Um, we'll be providing the blog um, link in the episode, as well as a 25% off promo code link. I went from just ordering individual boxes to getting a, a bi-weekly subscription, and I love it. Wow, that's awesome. So both of these companies sound amazing, and again, our listeners can find all the links to the information we provided today, not only on these companies, but the products we mentioned and the music of Hannah's Field. The other thing I wanted to just touch on briefly is the idea of growing your own vegetables. Um, You can do this regardless if you have a house or an apartment. Uh, Right now I live in a home and I have a small backyard where I have a compost, which makes our cabbie, and a small organic garden. I also grow my own herbs year-round inside, but I use the garden along with, you know, my bi-weekly misfits order, right, farmer's markets so I can support locally. Um, I supplement that with Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and Thrive. And this helps a lot financially for me because even though I'm just one person, I have a lot of animals and I have a lot of bills like a lot of people. And I juice daily. And and juicing, I think that's a fair statement when people say juicing is expensive because it is. And if you're juicing organically, which you should be, in my personal opinion, um, it can it can get pricey, and, and our diets are like 95, 99%, you know, plant-based. So um, unfortunately, like I said, I don't have a CSA this year that fell through, but um, I think the garden really helps, and, and people can really get back into that routine. I know you do similar things to that. I know you have the CSA, but you do similar things um, with herbs and stuff, correct? Yeah, and I do similar things with where I shop, and, you know, we're very similar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I have the CSA. Two peas in a podcast. Yeah, two peas in a podcast over here. Um, Yeah, so we have the CSA, which is awesome, but obviously that's not all year round. You know, it's only in the summer and the fall. Um, and so, you know, we have to supplement with different things. I'm thinking about checking out this Misfits Market in the winter, probably, you know, but, um, yeah, I have an herb garden, you know, I live, you know, the tree house is definitely in the woods, so, um, we have deer and groundhogs and all sorts of things, so I can't really plant vegetables (laughs) because I wouldn't eat them. Um, but I do have an herb garden and we do grow cucumbers and peppers and tomatoes out on our deck and, and things like that. So, yeah, we try to grow as much as possible. And you guys know how much I like to forage for my food. And I think this is so important because people really can take some healing back into their own hands just by growing a few simple things. Even when I lived in the Boston area, I had things that I was, and I lived in high rise. And same thing when I was in Haverhill. I lived in a high rise, but I grew, you know, some tomatoes, maybe some basil, some things that I could, you know, I don't know, have a little bit of garden life in my world still at the same time, you know, and 
doing those simple things, checking out local farms, online options like we talked about today, uh, a lot of the cooking tools that we mentioned in the books that are available to us can, can really make us feel empowered with our healing. Absolutely. You know, we can all take back our healing power. You know, it's all about making new choices and we just have to decide what we want to do. You know, if you're not feeling well, you can always start from where you are and make these changes. Absolutely. Healing is in your hands is sponsored by Brand Fearless, social media for social good. Everything we do, we do with the idea of bringing good to the world. And Chief for Healing, using holistic healing practices to connect the mind, body, and spirit. Healing is in your hands is looking for sponsors who share our mission to educate and empower through holistic healing. If your business is interested in becoming a sponsor, email us at healingisinyourhands at gmail.com. Or you can click the link at the bottom of the description in your app to make a monthly donation of as little as 99 cents a month. And so here are a few more of my favorite kitchen items that I wanted to mention to you guys. You know, if you don't have an instant pot, you could get a rice cooker, you know, that that can help with things. Um, I love a food processor. You can get like a mini prep one or a big one because that's a way that you can really dice up your food and, and, you know, give a lot of different options for cooking. Um, I also have a citrus juicer, which is separate from the regular juicer because I like to make my own orange juice or lemon and lime. And that that's also a way that I make um, like different sauces or salad dressing, stuff like that. Um, and one of my favorite things in the kitchen for cutting up veggies is my mandolin slicer. That thing is incredible. Um, you got to be careful though to not say, cut your finger careful. too, yeah. but you know, yeah. um, but it makes it very efficient and it's something that you can definitely look into to uh, cut up your fruits and veggies. So, and you know, all these things make life in the kitchen more enjoyable and take less time, which is what we all need, right? But especially people who maybe don't like to cook or maybe just don't have time, right? So let's let's get these tools to make it easier for ourselves. Absolutely. All right, so that's all for now. Uh, you know we will have endless more tips, shout-outs, and suggestions in future episodes, so stay tuned. So listeners, do you have some gadgets or cookbooks you love? Let us know. You can use the Anchor app to leave us an audio message or use your phone's voice memo app to record a message and email it to us at healingisinyourhands at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and you may hear yourself in a future episode of Healing Is In Your Hands. Now it's time for the meditative moment. Take a few deep breaths and become aware of your body. Inhale and exhale. Bring yourself to the present moment. And I want you to imagine that you are in your kitchen See yourself preparing your food. And give thanks for the food that you have. Know that the plants, the veggies, the fruits, they have from seed made their way to you. They were meant to come to you 
to feed you, to nourish you, and give thanks for all that they do. Honor your food and honor yourself for taking the time to take care of yourself. Our bodies are temples and it's up to us to take care of our temple. And so imagine you are placing your hands gently above your food and feel energy coming out of your hands. Could be warm, could be cool. And feel love coming from your heart, coming through your hands and into your food and ask that your food be filled with love and respect that will have all the nourishment you need to feed your body, mind, and soul. Call upon the angel of disarmament to clear away any impurities, that it be replaced with only light Give thanks for all the people, the places that the food was grown, and how it was brought to you, all in divine timing. This is a short little prayer that I do often over my plate, if you take a short moment to give thanks, to give love, you're infusing this energy into your food that is going into your body, that it'll be received and assimilated with a high vibration. Hippocrates stated, let food be thy medicine. And medicine be thy food. Something that we all need. Something that we all use that brings us all together. And taking this time for ourselves to shift our perspective and know that we are doing good we help ourselves, the more we can help others, the more we can help the world. So making our conscious choices to feed ourselves with what works for us.
is one of the most important things that we can do. So give thanks. Blessings and love. Namaste. Thanks for joining us. As always, follow us on all our social platforms. Facebook and Instagram, Healing is in Your Hands. Twitter, Healing is in You One. And of course, on Snapchat at Feral20 and Earthwalker11. Production of Healing is in Your Hands is by Andrea Maraskin. With musical interludes by Craig Norton and Hannah's Field. To learn more about Hannah's Field, listen to our episode from March 6, 2019. And if you want to learn how I make my oxtail bone broth in the slow cooker, check out our December 19th episode, Is This Soup For You? Remember to subscribe and tell all your friends. And if you have a minute, rate and review Healing Is In Your Hands on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Until next time, friends, I'm Kim Fleck. And I'm Eric Harris. And remember that healing is in your hands.